July 31, 2021. It's a lot for Pedro Show. <laughs> Thank you. 
Pedro Show, Happy Saturday, started off with John Coltrane doing Soul Eyes, and then No Joy with Kidder, uh, those Estonian software engineers with their Skype inventions made it possible for me to share today's show, Jasmine, uh, how do you pronounce White? White Gulls. White Gulls, yeah. Gulls, yeah. Gulls, okay, it's it's two names. Yeah. And, uh, well, welcome aboard, Jasmine. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for having me. And I want to explore your journey through music, please. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so please bring your earliest musical recollection that you got. Oh, boy. The earliest was, I mean, this is kind of hearsay because I don't actually remember it. But my mother went was in labor when she was listening to Under Pressure by Queen and David Bowie. So I like to say that I was born to that song in a very high pressure moment to the song under pressure. Okay. And not later <laughs> on with vanilla ice. No, <laughs> I'm older than that. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, uh, last young, he said his version was a little different. I guess they, yeah, uh, yeah. slightly. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where was this Jasmine? This is it. This was in Montreal, Canada. Montreal, right. Yeah. Quebec. Quebec. Yeah. It's sweaty right <laughs> now. It's sweaty. Yeah. It's probably. I mean, I'm not complaining because you know it gets pretty cold here. Well, so. I tell people that it gets sweaty. They go, "No, it's freezing." I said, "Yeah, it's got that too." <laughs> yeah, we get extremes. <laughs> it's because the moisture in the air. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but but, but it's, I, still, I like it's a beautiful yeah. town. I love it too. Uh, okay, yeah. so this peg you grew up in, yeah. in Montreal. It's, it's an island, right? Actually. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, uh, was there musical instruments? Yeah. I I had my parents weren't musicians but they just seemed to they they loved music and they just 
would buy a lot of stuff for us to play that was not necessarily like great equipment, but it was fun stuff to just smash and play to, you know, like a junky little keyboard or like a toy guitar or a little drum kit. So we always had stuff around that we were able to just play with and break (laughs) and learn how to use. Yeah, but you're Uh, thinking is your parents were trying to encourage music in you guys? I guess so. Or maybe just like to keep us busy. I don't know. (laughs) But but we definitely... uh, Like Econo child care. (laughs) No, look... You laugh, but I think that's why D Boone's mom wanted me to be in a band. We were only twelve, you know. I thought, yeah. I don't think it was like career opportunity. I think it was, yeah, to keep us busy. Okay, so uh, let me ask you this: uh, first record you bought with your own money? Ooh, I believe the first record I bought with my own money was. Uh, I can't remember. It was either Nirvana, Nevermind, or Janet Jackson. No. It was Nirvana, I believe. But I also got the Janet Jackson Janet record, I think. I think that was on CD. I think Nevermind was a cassette. Yeah, and that I, was... I didn't mean exactly the medium. But, but you know, when you're a kid, you, you ain't got a lot of money. So when no. you spend it, you know, it's kind of critical. Yeah, yeah. And what about the think... first gig you saw? The first gig I saw was No Doubt. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, California, yeah. Orange County. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. No doubt with the Vandals and Civ as support. I thought that was a pretty good first show. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, I first saw them on the Vans tour. I think I was doing oh. some, yeah, I was doing some gigs for the Vans, Kevin Lyman. Yeah. And, uh, g- g- great bass guy, Tony. Yeah. He's a really sweet guy. Yeah, um, I... I love them. Uh, So, oh, so so it was profound on you. Yeah, for sure. I think like just just like seeing also like a woman command. It was in an arena. I'm not. I. I was. It was a big show, but um, seeing her Gwen Stefani like command an audience that way, I was like, whoa, so cool. And obviously, I went to the show like kind of dressed up like her. Oh wow! And yeah, they were kind of ska, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like ska. Pop punk. Yeah. I guess it was like 1996 or seven or no, something no, like that. No, no. You know what? Uh, I was helping the Porno for Pyro guys out, and we did some of the. There'd be like these kind of corrupt radio gigs, <laughs> right? If you want radio, yeah. play play our little weenie roast or whatever. The fuck. <laughs> right. And and some of them were. There were some with those guys. I remember. I oh remember really? Talking. That's where I met Taylor and 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 got to rap with Tony and stuff. Oh cool. But uh, first gig I saw, and it was profound on me too. Me and D Boone saw T Rex. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Where was that? It was the Long Beach Auditorium. It's torn down now. It's the Long Beach Opera House. But, but wow. let me ask you about school. Uh, yeah. Now we're talking a Quebecois grade school, <laughs> so I don't know exactly the music. But were you in the choir or the marching band or some kind of music thing? No, I was the skip class to go into the city and go see a show. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. Yeah. I, I just wonder I, I, because some people, yeah. they get a lot of stuff out of school. Some people, yeah. yeah you, music comes from all different ways, right? For sure. I did the play. I did some school plays. Um, you mean like theater? Yeah, like musical theater. Well, I you, did know, you know what? I think that's related because performance, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And you learn a little, you learn like stage uh, how to like stand on a stage and cheat on a stage and memorizing lines and I guess mu- with the with the musical theater too you learn how to like 
harmonize as a group. And I, I guess, yeah, I guess that did have. Yeah. And I mean, when you think about it, a gig is work in a room and that yeah. might be a band. That might be a play that whatever you're working a room. So I think there's mm -hmm. enough uh, stuff in common for both. Uh, what about, uh, well, you know what? I want to play this song you sent me, Fish. Yeah. Okay.
Blues show. That chunk of music started off with no joy and a tune called Fish, which is a plural too, you know. It's true. Right. It's true. And it's also fucking a verb. It's true. Yeah. It's so many things. So it can be so many things. things. It's so many things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't really go sheep. But you can go sheep. <laughs> Petra Hayden after that with I, the personal pronoun. Which I can't, you know, I like lowercase, but not that personal pronoun. I always keep that one uppercase. That's the only one. Leaf Frenzy from Leaf Blower. This is uh, Raquel's new project from Galaxy. She just recorded two with Lisa Cameron, Joshua Tree. That's how I'll be coming out soon. Bombus Prendon after that with Hole Plugger. Uh, part B2 of the Lagoon Monster Rubber Mask set from Bronze Age. Ufo out of uh, Baltimore. And finally, no joy with the number four, but ordinate, right? She used letters to spell it. Okay. Yeah. So let me ask you, Jasmine. Um, not after school, I graduate, but in the afternoon, the garage band, the basement band, the, the bedroom band, did you do that? Oh, yeah. Big time. Okay. <laughs> well,. What instrument did you get on first? Since you were doing all those toy things and stuff, what what do you take up to uh, create an ensemble, right? Yeah, you know what? The first that my first like bedroom band in high school. You know what I played? I played bass. You oh, would have been bitch. ashamed. You would have been ashamed of me, though. Yeah, no, no, that's <laughs> great. What was it? What kind? It. I. You know what? I'm looking at it right now because I still have the bass. It's a Yamaha. Okay. Um, and I bought it because it was kind of small and like a, a friend's dad had a way to get you a discount at a store. One of those things yeah, where it's like yeah, your yeah. first gear, you're not really sure, but you're going to just trust the older rocker guy. <laughs> what, what about the amp too, right? The amp I had at the time, uh, was a very bad amp called a juice it. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> if you can rock the band, it's working. Um, exactly. But, but I'm, I'm curious, did you have lessons or was just uh, autodidact? You taught yourself? Yeah, I just taught myself. I, I tried to play either songs that I liked or just tried to make up well, my well, own well, songs. Chris Chris has got some good bass line. That first record you spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Boom, boom. It, I think they got sued for one of the bass lines, but... <laughs> But it's a good one still. <laughs> and he, he lived a couple yeah. of years as a boy. He lived in Pedro here. Oh. Uh, yeah, I didn't know him. You know, he's younger than me. But he's, you know, I got to do, get to know him later. And he told me, yeah, I had some years in San Pedro before I moved to Aberdeen and met, you know, Kurt. And that. Wow. So, uh, so, uh, so you learned basically like listening to what was already on records. Yeah, pretty much. Or just like, really just like, I learned just by like making mistakes and trying stuff and plugging stuff in and just really not, nobody taught me like chords or anything or how to read music. I sort of just taught myself. And how many so people I, were in this yeah. band? At that time we were three and then... Power trio? Then I, yeah, power trio. <laughs> Paratrio, but like also never made it out of the bedroom. Really, so, we like a like, practice man. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious um, about the material. Were you trying to write your own stuff, or were you copying? Yeah. It? Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
and then you know recorded on you know, usually they don't ask the bass player to be the songwriter, but sometimes that happens. Yeah, that was it was pretty much myself as the songwriter, from what I remember. Um, it was around then that I also got one of my favorite pieces of gear, which is my Tascam 4 track. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's how we would record sometimes, and I still use it to this day. I, I love that. Now, now, were you composed it on the bass? It was... I, you know what? I started on bass, but I had already been playing guitar a little bit. I think I ended up being the bass player in the band because there was another guitar player. <laughs> so yeah, like, well, we in can't. the old days, that's the way it always happened. No <laughs> one wanted to rock the fucking bass. <laughs> but I didn't mind. They do nowadays, though. They do nowadays. <laughs> so, yeah. so you mean sometimes you would like write on the guitar, but when it came to doing the band, you you fulfilled the bass duty. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so you guys never did a gig, but you did record. Well, did this band have a name? It did have a name. <laughs> it, was an, it, been, it was called Danny Flash. It was like a fake superhero. Yeah. Um, but we never, we never made any public appearances <laughs> or played for anybody else. Were, ever. You, the, were you the only lady? No, we were three ladies. Oh wow! Okay, so oh okay, okay. In in retrospect, like at the time, I think I was too shy to play, and it was also at a time where there was, I think, the music we were making was kind of, I think, what could have been categorized as twee, <laughs> but I didn't know that twee. at the time. I, I, <laughs> you know, I I learned that word in England. Who was it? Crime in the city. Salute. I was sharing the bell with his band, and. Some lady with them said something was twee, and I didn't know what the fuck that was. But I guess it's kind of sissy, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like pop, poppy, pop rock, like Bell and Sebastian, sort of like. Well, they're, they're kind of ironic, aren't they? No. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like this. <laughs> it was like a one time thing. I never went back to that kind of music, but I think. At the time, everything else around me was really loud and heavy. So I thought, like, oh, no, we can't play a show because we're, like, really too, like, we have a keyboard and, like, we're too, uh, you know. Well, here's an example. If I'm thinking of the 60s, I'm thinking Rolling Stones. I'm thinking Herman's Hermits. Maybe mm -hmm. Herman's Hermits is more twee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's not a lot of – it was really – very lighthearted and whimsical. Yeah, right. Uh, right. So. Well, actually, they sang with their own accents because the other guys were singing like U.S. blues guys. That's true. Right? That's Mick Jagger true. and uh, Roger Daltrey. That's I mean, true. great singers and stuff. But until, until yeah. Sid Barrett. Sid Barrett used his own accent, too. And right. then I think that that gave David Bowie the, you know what? Maybe I'll use my, you know, I'll sing like Anthony Newley. <laughs> <laughs> Which was kind of trippy, right? We had enough guys faking U.S. accents. So, so, okay, enough of that. About your story here. What no, about the I, first I, band that you get into that does a gig? So I started a solo project, which was the first time that I decided to play live. And I started playing shows outside of Montreal, um, because I was too shy to play for people I knew. So I would take the Greyhound bus <laughs> to other cities and just hop on shows with other bands, even if it made no sense. Um, and it was 
like myself playing acoustic or sometimes electric. And then that Tascam four track, I would have like beats or backing tracks. And I would use that to sort of fill out the, the sound playing solo. Yeah. It's a one lady band. Yeah. So, uh, and the material's all your own probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Although I did do a Fugazi cover. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Mostly your own. Can you remember yeah. your first get and what was it called? Jasmine? Uh, White Gloves? Um, it was it was called Bad Flirt. Bad um, Flirt. And, yeah. <laughs> That's a good name. <laughs> and then it became <laughs> Thank you. It uh I it started solo and yeah. then I add I started adding people to play with me and then eventually became a full five piece band. Whoa, okay. But let yeah. me let me ask you about the first bad flirt gig. Yeah. It was at Sneaky D's in Toronto, Ontario. Oh, the big town. <laughs> yeah. Not just any town, but like, you know, the big big daddy. Yeah. Okay. And so how'd it go? I remember thinking like and not, I, I guess I had no perspective on, like, if it sounded good. It probably didn't. But I, I knew, like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. But I don't. it probably didn't sound very good. <laughs> well, okay. Were you, here's something you probably know. Were you, were you scared? Um, I don't know if it was scared or if it was just, like, excited. I think ah, I was more excited. One time a uh, drummer guy, you know, I was really scared to do this record. He says, look, what? Being a little bit scared is like being a little bit excited. Yeah. <laughs> That's there you go. You said that exact thing. And this was like 25 years ago. Yes. Whoa. Some wisdom is timeless, Jess. Yeah. Okay. So, but this develops into a five-piece band. Not, not, not does it organically happen or do you have a plan in your mind? It organically happens. It's, you know, oh, I, I have to play a show, but it'd be nice to have a second guitar player. Oh, it'd be nice to have a drummer. Also, I have a second guitar player. I can play too. Oh, okay. And then it just sort of evolves. And then, right. oh, the drummer has a friend who plays guitar and just sort of. Sure, sure. it's all about people, right? And connects. Yeah. And, but yeah. Let, me, let me ask you this. It was always, this, I need these people for my band. Did you ever have the thinking, maybe I should try to be in somebody else's band and learn that, about that stuff? No? Did you ever um, do Side Lady? I never was in anyone else's band. Okay. Oh, that's okay. It's okay. You know, we all got our own paths. So. I know. I mean, I've collaborated um, definitely like one-offs here and playing like on a song here and there, but I've never yeah. just been a, a performer in another person's band. And I kind of wish I had because it probably would have <laughs> made my like A-type personality calm down. <laughs> Well, you know, you, yeah, you could relate to giving somebody direction because you learned how to take some direction. But mm -hmm. look, 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 things work out the way they do. And, you know, it's all interesting anyway at the end of the day. And also your journey is still going on. Who's, who's to say all your music's been done, right? And all the world yeah. of possibility, all that stuff. So, yeah. So, um, but uh, look, if you you had the strong enough vision where I need these people to help me make this music. You must have had a kind of an idea of what you wanted to say. Uh, what, what does it? How long does it stay bad flirt? Does it? When does it become no joy? Um, interestingly enough, so bad flirt went on to become like a five-person band where we were pretty collaborative in the songwriting. It wasn't just myself; it was you know all of us sort of working together, and that's where I met Laura Lloyd. And bad flirt ended up on like a subsidiary of a major label in Canada. We ended up doing like some stuff that like felt kind of cheesy and like, 
I don't know, March. a little bit, a little awkward, a little awkward where, you know, playing for like going into to New York to play for A&R people. And oh, yeah. so, you know, just really lame. So <laughs> Laura and I, <laughs> Laura and I were like, you know what? We want to play music where like we, you don't know who's in the band and you don't know what it is. And we, we started writing songs when I was on a trip in LA and she was still in Montreal and we wrote two songs and we decided we weren't going to have any press photos. We weren't going to say who was in the band. It was going to be anonymous. And we called uh, a friend of ours that was a promoter in Montreal and he was doing a show for Grant Hart from Who's Du. And I was oh, like, hey, do you, old friend of mine, Grant. Yeah. Do you need um, an opening act? Like, we'll play. Uh, we only have two songs. But oh, because we'll, we'll he got to be buddies with those people at the the, the Spanish cultural. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's where we played it. Uh, yeah, Popo. Constellation, Carla Bosnich, yeah. and uh, Amaro. Yeah, uh, and, yeah great yeah. cats. Godspeed exactly. Ye, Black Amber. Look, yeah. look, we're going to get more into this, but we're at the end of this first hour, right? <laughs> July 31, 2021, Dish, Dish, Dish and Wap Peter. So special guest Jasmine, White, Blues, Goals. Sorry. Hold tight for hour two. July 31, 2021. It's the second hour of the Wap from Pedro Show.
Lot for Pedro show start off the second hour with no joy doing teenager. And then out of Italy, four E's in a row. I don't know how to pronounce this. E. Uh, Mondo Torocco. Wharton Tears out of. He had Fun City Studio in Manhattan. I got to record with Bob Quine and uh, Lee Ronaldo, Steve Shelley. Absolute interface from his new record. Lucas Abel out of Sydney with Folding Gold, brand new. Sam Locke Ward featured Little Theodore. He was on the show a couple months ago out of Denver or Boulder. And Sam Locke Ward out of uh, Iowa City. I got that dang old spirit. And then Dream Rats from new, No Joy. So let me get this straight. Like Laurel, she's in like, probably was the last version of Bad Flirt, right? Yeah. And then Bad Flirt, I guess, yeah, pull the ripcord on the other members and it turns into a duet. Kind of. We just sort of like ended it and like started No Joy with the right. show. And then. Well, at first, you, oh, you, the show was first. I thought you guys traded files or something. You were in. Uh, yeah. 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 We like traded to write songs so together. Cal, and, uh, so Cal to a Montreal connection or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a gig with my old buddy, Grand Hart. By this yeah. time, he ain't playing drums. He's uh, singing and playing guitar. He also, yeah. in between, had a band called Nova Mob. Very mm-hmm. creative cat, man. Uh, lost him. Dear brother. Yeah. yeah. Dear brother. Yeah. And that tour uh, where I got up, it was with the Meat Puppets. It was the last gigs I got to play with him. So oh. so that first gig with them, it was just two ladies on what? Two guitars? Um, It was the two of us. And then we actually had uh, a drummer. Or maybe we had two drummers and a bass player. Um. With people that had never really played the songs before. <laughs> Whoa. But you know what? Like after playing those two songs. Yeah. I just. I mean, the, the, gig was day, only, the gig was only two songs? It was like two songs. Maybe we tried a third one. But I knew after that show, like I quit yeah. my job the next day because I was like, I'm going to go on tour with this band because I can oh, tell wow. just from the show that there's something here. Um, the reaction was just like I mean you've been I don't playing, know. you've been playing with Laurel a while but it was the first time with these other two cats and the first time at, at, with this format this was it yeah. called No Joy right away Yeah yeah Now where'd you get that no that name you know cuz it brings <laughs> a lot of shit to mind right I yeah I mean <laughs> or stuff I should I, say stuff <laughs> Yeah depending on where you know your experience <laughs> um, but it really there's actually no cool story I think we were just exchanging words and names and uh the word the combo of words just stuck and we needed a name because we had a show booked right <laughs> so. right right so after that gig you want to do a tour and, and yeah but it's uh supporting another band um we started playing a couple times we did about like two or three other shows in montreal and then we went out and just oh, did that so uh, you're not afraid to play hometown anymore no, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, hey, did you ever get to play Fufone Electric? You know what? Bad Flirt did. But okay, no okay. didn't. <laughs> because people, a lot of people don't remember that, Pat, but that was the only p- place a punk band could play in the old days. Yeah, yeah, it's legendary. I mean, when you see the, the shows that happen there, it's like, whoa, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, I got to play there. First time was with Black Flag and stuff. Whoa, but I also wow. got to play with the Nils. There was a great Montreal well, oh, band yeah. called the Nils. A power they're trio. Great. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're still around or anything, but they were great. Great cats. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I even got to play Quebec City once, a place called Shoe Clock. Like, not a lot of English, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it was uh, a rockabilly band open for us, but guys from, from there. <laughs> sounds very Quebec. Yeah. Quebecois. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Uh, now, the, the, these two how did those two cats get in the band? Um, they, the two first people that were playing and, and we've gone through some incarnations, but those two players had been in a Green Day cover band together. <laughs> okay. I guess that means you're in. <laughs> so they had, so uh, they, the other one? Front, front 41? No. They were like, what, what Bill, was the they one were, that, uh, there was a version that Canada had a version, right? Something 40, some 41. Oh, 41. Some 41. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they no, were the no, nothing section. against anybody. It's just all fun. So they played together. So they were kind of rhythm section for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, exactly. but they don't last. Um, they they do. We just kind of evolve a little bit because we end up touring a lot and we end up being out on the road for long, long periods of time. So it kind of our bass player situation, ironically, uh, changes quite a bit throughout okay. the tours. Oh, it's still like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to play Nothing Will Hurt. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wife from Pedro <laughs> show. That chunk of music started with no joy, doing nothing will hurt. And then we had uh, on Cop Dewey Collective out of Vietnam with Muk Nong, Nong Hills from brand new uh, King Champion Sounds out of Netherlands. I took your name out of Netherlands with Silent Light. Crater Kids from Dan Jones and the Squids out of Kansas City here, which people is in Missouri. Of course, that's you would call it Kansas City. <laughs> well, it's next door. There is a Kansas City, Kansas, but it's small. And then finally, No Joy with Birthmark. So uh, what about the recordings, right? The No Joy recordings, because you actually did those first before you did the gigs. But do those end up just uh, blueprints for songs, or do they become releases? They became releases. Our first, uh, our first two songs we wrote together, we recorded um, in such a way that we were so unprepared, the engineer, like, deleted the waves. <laughs> I just <laughs> was just like, uh, what are you going for here? Um, but it was, we ended up putting those songs on a MySpace at the time. And um, Keith from Mexican Summer, the record label in Brooklyn heard them. And that is where we started our, our relationship with them. And we put out quite a, quite a few records with them. And they released those two songs, even though we didn't have the waves. <laughs> wow. They released them on a seven inch. Um, and, and that, yeah. And so we put out, you know, three full lengths with them and a couple EPs. Um, so yeah. It, what, 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 did you record in Brooklyn? We did. We recorded in Brooklyn a couple times. Yeah. yeah. We recorded, uh, our record wait to pleasure there. Um, we recorded our song, uh, Oops, oh, sorry. Something just literally a mandolin just fell off a shelf behind me. Mandolin. <laughs> Yeah, you I, taught me how to play a little mandolin. I got to do some from Jim, for Jim O'Rourke. He's got this project. Oh. He wants me to play mandolin. Yeah, they're tuning fists like violins. Yeah, yeah, trippy uh, drama, <laughs> more drama between the streets. Exactly. Let me ask you, what what studio in Brooklyn? Um, it was called Gary's Electric, and it was in the basement of Mexican Summer. Um, oh, we recorded yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. And and, yeah. and I'm I'm interested. Would you have all your songs written? Were they kind of like gigs in front of microphones, or did you write in the studio, or what? Um, so our first record, Ghost Blonde, we recorded in our jam space, like performing, like as if it was uh, a gig, you know, live a gig. Yeah. Um, the second re- full length we did, Way to Pleasure, we actually worked with the pr- uh, producer George Elbrick. Um and I I credit George with sort of changing the the my path of creativity because we wrote a lot in the studio and I, I learned so much from his production and mixing um, that it totally changed the way that I record music. And so we started recording more uh, writing and recording in the studio on the fly. We, you know, I did, we did a couple records. We did more faithful, um, the full length that came out after that. We did that more like a full band recording and tried to be as tight as possible as a band, but I kind of—I don't know—I—I I like to build songs up in the studio more so than playing them live. I feel like I, I get a better—I work better when I'm just like playing around with stuff in the studio. Okay. With what, notes. What, what can I ask about the words? Do you keep like a notebook? Yeah, yeah, like I keep the, a notebook. Well, some um, people have like a buttload of words, right? So they can like, it's kind of a vault or reserve. Other people, yeah. they write on demand, right? Well, I need some words here, so I'm going to write for it. 
I think Mick yeah. Jagger's that way. He just writes yeah. right on the spot. Other people, they, they, they keep filling up this book, right? So if they need something, they've got this, like I said, reserve. Yeah, that's kind of, that's what I do. I have a book that's just full of stuff. And sometimes things that are in there, I'm like, oh, no, ew, how could I write that? And then five years later, I'm like, this is great. <laughs> what, do, you still, do you still use the uh, four track like for demos? Yeah, yeah, I use it. Um, I use it live now too. Um, oh, wow. So yeah, I, I use it for demos. I like it a lot. I, I obviously use a computer too because you know sure, things sure. can go a bit faster. But Especially I do like you, to with just, the uh, like, editing, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Look, but if it's, the, you know, uh, yeah, we're gonna go on, but we're out of time right here. We're in the second hour, July 31, 2021 dish. What Peter's for special guest, Jasmine. White gruel. How do you how do you, how do you pronounce that third? <laughs> Gluz. Gluz. That's it. G L U Z. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. What's such a fucking slow learner? Hold tight for hour three. July thirty one, twenty twenty one. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pete Rose show.
God. 
gentleman But she made me believe Yeah, she made me believe
Watch yeah. the Pedro show. We start off the third hour with no joy and happy bleeding. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> don't mean to laugh, but pen uh, bottle, pet bottle ninjin after that with 11 months. A uh, long time ago, this is Spain, uh, Josh uh, Hayden Petra's brother, uh, live and lives in, uh, oh, fuck, 1996, 25 years ago. Okay. Uh, Tim Holhouse after that out of England with Tale of Snake Pass Creek. And finally, Why Mothers Die. No, no joy. And uh, we were uh, off air people, we were discussing the, the item of titles for tunes and compositions. And uh, yeah. uh, not only is Jasmine's uh, uh, spiel, but her words got the lyrics, she's also got titles in there. Yeah, yeah sometimes like a, a lyric doesn't work, but the word in the lyric is like, ooh, that'd be a good, that's a good title, actually. So I have a lot of just like titles that also sometimes are used in lyrics also. Yeah. Kind of. Well, so, some yeah. bands, you know, you, you know what the title's going to be because it's the thing that they sing four or eight times in the chorus. Yeah. I think yeah. The first Killing Joke albums like that. Every song, the title is what you say four times in the chorus. Right. That's, that's <laughs> so one way to remember. If the song's called Requiem, <laughs> you know he's going to go, Requiem. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? That is a great fucking record. And in fact, I, I, I'm not going to name these bands, but they made whole careers out of Killer Joke Sound. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Went, we're not going to name them. Okay? <laughs> they, they know who they are. But let's get back to your your, your music journey. So, uh, Laurel ends up... I mean, the band keeps morphing, right? Keeps changing. No, no Joy. Yeah. But it keeps the yeah. name No Joy. But it kind of... Changes its form. In fact, the lady you started with, uh, yeah. quote the Raven, nevermore, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not to get all Edgar Allan Poe on you, but. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, like, we, we'd been a band for almost 10 years. We were touring all the time. Yeah. People have other goals they want to do in life, and not everybody has the the need or the urgency to, like, keep making music no matter what. I think... For me, I would, there was no question that like I had to keep recording and writing music. It's just like it's like eating and drinking <laughs> for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they they say uh, the the bug bit you. Yeah, exactly. You can't I help the, yourself. You can't help. I can't yourself. help myself. I was bit. <laughs> but then other cats. For example, here's a, 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 a example I use. For example, here's an example. Fuck what? <laughs> but Arthur Rambeau, right? He does poetry two or three years. Incredible poetry but then never does another bit of it. Ends up running mm -hmm. guns and Abyssinia and stuff. But some people are like that. Maybe the artistic period is just a little window. Other people, like Elvin Jones, right? He's on the stage with an oxygen tank. This guy's going to, yeah. right? He's going to play his last <laughs> notes. He, he just has to keep playing. And I don't yeah. think that either personality is right or wrong. It just fits that life. Yeah, exactly. It's everybody's different. And that's, that's why it was not like a big... Uh, bad breakup or anything it was right, just right. like you know everybody wants to do other things and i'm gonna just keep keep doing music and i didn't really feel like the i mean i didn't feel like changing the name yeah, because that, it was, was the same project because yeah, the no joy kind of tent or umbrella it's big enough to like if this is jasmine's music 
Yeah, it's, you know, I was a primary songwriter on every record, so it's still me, and I was there before, and if I change the name, it would just, I'm not versatile enough as a (laughs) musician that it would sound dramatically different from anything else, so I kept the, the name because it was still the same project. It was just a different incarnation, and since No Joy had gone through so many incarnations already, Um, just seemed like it made sense. Well, can I suggest maybe another reason? Maybe you want people to know who to blame. (laughs) (laughs) That too. Yeah. No, that's when when you see a Watt Proj and my name's there. I'm totally doing that. Don't blame the other guys. (laughs) You blame Watt. That's his. (laughs) Look, I want to play this uh, Ageless. This is such an optimistic song.
Last music for this edition. No Joy with Ageless. Then uh, uh, latest release from Derek Moneypenny. Moneypenny. Is that a character, one of the James Bond? Maybe uh, Goldfinger? Can't remember. <laughs> uh, but uh, The Hand Has Dealt, which is great. You know, right? You don't take your sailboat, go in the middle of the ocean, and say, okay, when you're going to blow this way. <laughs> you got to play the hand that gets dealt, right? And then finally, signal lights, no joy. I was tripping on this one. When you wrote this song, Signal Lights, what were you thinking? Um, I was actually, uh, it was the dead of winter in Montreal, so probably January, and I was dealing with the loss of a loved one, and I was just writing parts that like didn't seem to fit together in a song, but I was making them fit, <laughs> like chorus and verse and bridge. Like sure. they didn't seem like they'd be the same song, but I was like, "You are going." I made them be in one song, um, and just sort of like toying with the ideas of like different panning and different uh, sound, like ways to produce sounds like that sound like a guitar that's not a guitar or chimes that aren't a chime and so it it went through a lot of different incarnations but um i really i love that song a lot wow you know the st lawrence freeze is over and i yeah. remember this race where they drag a fucking boat wooden boat oh. across you know what i'm talking God. about uh, <laughs> strong, and they're not just dudes there's ladies who do this shit too yeah it's it's really brutal here i'm i'm like uh <laughs> very sensitive to the weather and and uh also like a summer baby so when the winter comes i get pretty like what what uh i read somewhere so, that you like to come to socal yeah i love it it's my i i mean covid has made it impossible the last few years but usually i'll escape for the winter and go to California, yeah, because it's it's the we best. Got, we got a thing like that with the Northeast and Midwest people going to Florida, and they call them uh, like snowbirds or something. Snowbirds, yeah, 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 that's a big thing here. Okay. People people love going to Florida here, but personally, I I like going to California. Well, there's you got a a, a breed of geese too that like to make big old hell rides. Those big Canadian oh, geese. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I see them everywhere. They are Man, like they, they, those cats or birds. <laughs> thousands of fucking miles. It's incredible. The, oh my the gosh, so, they look like dinosaurs. Oh yeah, they're they're huge and they hiss. Yeah, they could be. Yeah, no, yeah, that's right. They they do this kind of spit almost. Hiss. Yeah, don't don't, don't try <laughs> go petting these guys. Give them no 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 no. Give them fair care. <laughs> so, uh, uh, where can people find you on the internet? I'm on. Uh, I've got a Facebook at No Joy Music. I've got a Twitter. At No Joy, I've got an Instagram at No Joy sixty eight JK sixty nine. But you don't um, have a private website. Uh, no Joy Music dot com will take you to our Bandcamp. Okay, for, okay, that's, that's great. Pretty, yeah, I think Bandcamp is the best, uh, the best. For, for something on the internet to help musicians. It's way better than. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. If if we needed any ex like more reason the the past year with. The pandemic and no touring, like Bandcamp really stepped up. And yeah, while all, beautiful, yeah, yeah beautiful. I love it. Now, 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 you got stuff ready to come out. You got a tour plan. I mean, what yeah. what's in your mind now? 
Yeah, yeah. So next week in Montreal, we're playing the first um, a show in a park, which is my first show with an audience since 20, January 2020. <laughs> so I'm going to have to relearn all my guitar parts. Um, but then we are touring in the fall, which is a little bit scary to me because I, I just, you know, I haven't been uh, around people. <laughs> been pretty isolated uh for covid i haven't really like gone to bars or clubs or shows yet so same october same november way. we're going to be in the u.s playing some shows is it hard to tour here i don't i don't find it hard but if it's well, covid related no, no i'm not I, talking I about that i'm talking about with the visas and, and you know oh yeah it it is I wish I, I, I'm that so, it really breaks my heart because my, my Canadian musician friends deserve to get to play here. I, yeah. Canada's welcome me every fucking time. Yeah, I don't know why it's they don't, they don't have the same policies. You just get the venue to write you a letter saying like we invited this person to play our show. Yeah. Like I don't know, but okay, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a side issue. I don't want to get mixed up with it, but man, it just yeah. breaks my heart. But you you, yeah. you are planning to come here, okay? Okay. Yeah. When, when, yeah. when is that? Spring. That that's in November, oh, October, wow. November. Yeah. Well, you're not afraid in, of winter where you live. <laughs> <laughs> I know. A November so, tour to me sounds so scary. Oh, but we'll be in California, so oh, it's like oh, okay, California. Okay. Yeah. Understood, understood. <laughs> so it's uh, we start in Austin, Texas, and we uh, end up in Seattle. So we're doing the whole West Coast. Oh yeah, so. I five tour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> How about that? Well, I wish you all the luck, and I want to thank, thank you. you. It's been such an honor having you on. And, thank and you for you having me. You get another version of the No Joy, because it's probably going to keep evolving as long as you do music. Please come back yeah. on the show, Jasmine. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It's Absolutely. really an honor as well. Okay. People, it's been July 31, 2021 Dish Wap Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>